0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things
1: geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy.
0: It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast!
1: Welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smoking Joe.
0: I'm Brad Jackson.
1: And we got a double cigar for you today because we you know, didn't end up getting the same thing. So, start us off, Brad. What are you smoking this week? So, this week I
0: have the 2020 Cigar of the Year and ranked number 11 in 2021, or 2022 rather. Um, I have the EP Carilio Pledge Prequel. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, this sports a... US Connecticut habano wrapper with Ecuadorian binders and Nicaraguan fillers. Um and this is a small box press. only a 5, you know, by 50 darkest shit. But so far right off the gate, dude, I'm I'm absolutely digging this cigar. You know, it's it's oaky, it's spicy. Um it's got just a touch of sweetness to it and all around, all the flavors that seem to be satisfying my palate in such a small package.
1: Nice. And I have a long boy here, a seven and a quarter length uh, 54 ring gauge, the Punch 180th anniversario. Uh, that to is crazy the...
0: to think they've been around 180 years.
1: Yeah, this one uh, sports a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, which has gone through some additional cedar aging, uh, Connecticut broadleaf binder. And fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and Honduras. Yeah, this, uh, medium, medium-full, kind of got a, like a roast. Uh, we talked about, uh last time the, uh, the kind of the bitter coffee, uh, flavor of, uh, of, uh, the other cigar. Where this one's more kind of like a roasted coffee, oakish, uh, like creamy, uh, more creamy cigar. Yeah, this uh, than, this than has one. a touch of coffee to it.
0: I don't know, it, it, it's crazy how, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, your palates and the different blends, like, you could be like, these cigars couldn't be further from the part, but you can pick up similar nuances <laughs> and, you know, tasting notes. Or maybe that's just accustomed to what, you know, we like to taste because, you know, <laughs> we like strong coffee, strong cigars, uh, you know. Full uh, kick-ass bourbons and whiskeys, like
1: yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it might not be that we find like uh, similar things across the board of cigars. It's like, no, we seek out things we <laughs> that already fit the profiles we like. Well, uh, this week we're going to be talking about a little show called The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, I, I can't tell you how difficult it was. Trying to be like, ah, I just really want to go back and replay the games. But I was like, Joe's going to be so pissed if I don't finish this
1: series. <laughs> oh, So yeah, we, uh, we're we going to be talking about The Last of Us this week. And if you have to take on a horde of fungi-infected people, call on the Strikeforce, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CIGARNERDS for 20% off your order. Get caffeinated in the apocalypse if you're having a travel light like Joel and Ellie. It comes in little tiny tin pouches it will you can you know put in your stash house uh or or wherever you're keeping your your supplies, and with that, we'll be right back with the main topic. It's time to get into The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was... I don't—I I had a blast playing the video game series. And then, you know, when HBO was like, oh, we're going to start working on, you know, developing this into a seasonal thing, I was like, man, like, that that game has such a large following. Like, you guys better, you know, do this right. And then it's like... Oh, no, we're bringing on some of the game developers to help with, you know, set design and ideas on how to adapt video game, you know, uh, kind of, you know, I I guess, you know, just adapt it to actual movie screen. I guess a lot like, you know.
1: That's going to be my first kind of question here because I did not play the games. I'm kind of behind on my gaming. You've played the games. How close was the. Adaptation uh, from like the game. I know they they had to kind of change some things to make it a little more. So cinematic. I mean, there were
0: definitely similarities, um, but at the same time, like you know, the the same thing. You know, I would say the same thing about Ready Player One. Right the the book in you know its form would not have made for a great movie, and the video game. Like, you know, you're left with a lot of choices and, you know, decisions having, you know, sort of, you know, hey, you can have, you know, a good ending or you can have a really bad ending, (laughs) you know, depending on the choices that you make. And you can't really do that with, you know, a film unless like they're like, all right, you know. I mean, this had nine episodes, and I I think I recall some old DVDs where they had an interactive feature, and, like, you could choose, like... Kind of like the old, like,
1: choose-your-own-adventure books. Yeah, almost like like the Telltale Games, you know, series
0: and stuff like that. But, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be like, all right, episode eight, fade to
1: black, and then, (laughs) you know, episode nine, you choose. Yeah, we get the, uh, you know... We got one of the endings from the game, but, yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually. But, yeah, I know, like, from interviews I've seen with, like, Pedro Pascal and, you know, there's not, you know, because in the game, there's a whole lot of, like, stealth and sneaking around where they're like, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of that because it's, you can walk around on, you know, squatted down, you know, crouching for hours in a game, but, you know, real people that are really in their 40s or however old he is, like, it's hard on your knees to be doing that, like, all day long. So, we're like, yeah, we took out a little bit of the stealth. And also, in the game, I believe, like, the funga is also airborne. So, like, we didn't want our stars walking around with fucking gas masks through, like, entire episodes. So, we kind of nixed the whole airborne uh, spores element.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, like, there there were so many similarities, you know. I mean, just... You know, some of the beautiful, you know, pans where you're seeing, whether it's Kansas City or, you know, out west and, you know, Wyoming and stuff like that. And Wait, you know, just the
1: cinematography on this, this thing was great. I mean, yeah, it was like I said, it looked for it's supposed to being the apocalypse. It looked beautiful in its own dark, creepy
0: sense. And that's. I mean, that was the other thing that I loved about this is you know i'm it's sad to say, but you know we hit that zombie high where it's like every other you know blockbuster or you know movie that was being made was another zombie virus, and it's like all right can we can we just kind of come up with something a little bit unique like i'm I'm tired of the standard you know just Slow shambling, you know, herds of zombies. Whereas this, you know, with the yeah, fungi it's... and and I mean, dude, like, I mean, we are still on the cusp of dealing with COVID, and you know, now they're talking about, you know, like I actually read a headline or something about some, you know, new having fungus a box. that
1: shit uh, died yeah. out pretty quick. <laughs> what shit? They're not scared of that anymore. We've got to come up with something else. Yeah, exactly. But you
0: know, it it's just. I I don't know, I think for me, you know, like, you get episode one, right, and you're 23 years in the past, and I mean, this is just all action, almost that entire episode.
1: Yeah, it's like, that. it started off with, like, it got better, and that's kind of thing I said to other people that were just getting into it, like, get through the first episode. Because the first episode kicks you up front with this, you know, the fall of humanity, the beginning of the apocalypse, tons of action and then they don't do fuck all for the rest of the episode because you've got to do your world building and introduce your characters. you know, we, we showed kind of day one of the apocalypse and then we jump ahead 23 years to like, you know, where we're at in the, in the story of like, you know, the survivors and, and, and whatnot. So yeah, that first episode was kind of painfully slow after that action intro. But if you had, Stayed that slow pace through the entire episode without that, like, action up front. And, like, I don't know if anyone would have stuck around for episode two. But even before you back it, back it up, we were talking about we've seen the fuck out of zombie movies. It's always, like, a virus or bacteria or something where this is a fungus and that kind of the start of it where it's, like, the two scientists on some talk show in the, like, look like the 60s from the... You know, talking about like he's like, oh well, you know, I'm not scared of viruses. We can beat viruses. I'm scared of, you know, mushrooms. That's what's gonna kill us. And then goes into this whole thing about you know a real thing like a yeah, and that's, that's in the, the animal other thing ki- that kingdom there is a zombie fungus. And he's like, all it would take is for you know the yeah, to
0: be able to transmute to
1: humans. Yeah, and- you know, maybe not now, but you know the the. Uh, Earth's temperature rises for a few years, and you know, he's, like, all the... Because you know, that's, like, one of those things, like, legitimately, like, this is plausible. <laughs> it's like, well, and that's the thing. It's like, is you scary. know,
0: I, so I was watching the making of, and that's one of the things that they went into was, you know, the science. Like, it is based on real science and real, you know, <laughs> if if all of these things just happen to align perfectly, like,
1: this could possibly be a, a scenario, you know? Yeah, and, like, I mean, my reaction was kind of like the reaction of the... Because, you know, when the first guy first mentions uh, Fungus, you know, everybody's kind of like, ha-ha, funny, funny. And then he explains, like, what would actually happen and how, like, there's no cure for this. Like, the audience in that talk show is, like, dead silent at the end. And, and, and like, me too at home, like, oh, fuck, this this shit could really happen. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I hope I'm not an ant. <laughs> Stuck up on antifungals. <laughs>
0: I mean, it works for toenails and such. Like, what happens if you just start dousing? You know, like I'm just gonna start doing shots of uh freaking uh you know, uh, fucking uh antifungal.
1: Uh, I was trying to think, trying to think of start a brand stocking name. stocking up I... on
0: athlete's foot medicine goes, and <laughs> stuff
1: like. <laughs> fucking you know, bandolier of athlete's foot and jock itch cream. <laughs>
0: Which is not something you want to fuck with,
1: because I you, you absolutely want to take care of your feet. Change your socks. Change <laughs> some water. It's like literally every like. I don't have the budget to be a prepper, but every prepper thing I I watch, everyone's like bailout bag. They're like, be sure and have extra socks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, dude. Like, if you're,
0: you know, I mean, everything wool relies on you being too, able. To-
1: apparently, it's like cotton's not as good for uh, the apocalypse. You want to have wool Uh-uh. because wool stays warm even when it's wet cotton will pull the heat away
0: and lead to hypothermias. That or you want to get, you know, like some sort of a synthetic material. Something that's not going to... I don't know. I spent too much time in the Pacific Northwest.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm going so yeah, back. We, we do our time chump and we end up in uh, Boston. But, but we
0: never actually left Canada. <laughs>
1: But before, like, the the fall of humanity, when his daughter's going over there to, like, visit the next-door neighbors, and, like, the old grandma's, like, fucking catatonic state, and she does that, like, silent scream thing, where I'm like, oh, that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't
0: know. I mean, we've interviewed, you know, several, you know, different voice actors and, you know... Uh, stuff like that at Dragon Con and it was kind of cool watching the making of and, you know, them standing over their microphones you know, replicating, you know, the clickers and everything <laughs> else like, you know, and that, that's that gotta be tough too, like you know, you, you got the female and the male clicker and it's like, okay, this is a thing that's already been established, like, we now have to recreate this for you know, the, the well, series.
1: One of the things I, I kind of also appreciate about this for, like, I guess from a filmmaking standard is they incorporated a lot of the voice actors in the show. Yeah. Uh, Cause uh, Troy Baker who played Joel in the game shows up later as uh, James uh, in I think episode seven or eight as part of the, that uh, weird cult uh, group. And uh, the real life uh, Ellie uh, played by Ashley Johnson shows up, you know, in the last of it. Last episode of the last of us as Anna Ellie's mother, and then uh how was it the lady who played Marlene, the head of the fireflies is the same who played her in the game, so it's like there's like so many of these people that you know made the jump from making the the uh game, and I to, think that's uh, what made it you
0: know so much more real, you know because like we we've seen it time and time again where you get a you know movie adaptation of a video game, but you end up with all new voices, and it's like, man, for a series such as The Last of Us, like, it needs to be spot on. Otherwise, people are going to be like, who the fuck is this? And then I give a shit. Like, you know, but this absolutely sold me. Um, You know, it it
1: far exceeded my expectations. We've seen things like, like the Terminal List, for instance, where they've, it stayed true to the kind of the, the core, but they changed enough of it to be interesting and not like a shot for shot but this they went well no way I more mean, toward the like recreating the game But with they a few, but they did changes.
0: They did change, you know, several things to make it feel fresh and, you know, it it's not a continuous thing where you're like, okay, I know what's about to happen here or something. Like you know, so they they shook it up enough. I feel like if you're a fan of the game and you haven't seen the series, I don't know why you're listening to this episode right now, but uh, you should probably pause and go watch uh, The Last of Us for yourself. Um, but like I said, we that first you episode, know to me it still felt it it felt familiar, but there was enough to where it wasn't like, all right, I've seen this, I know what's coming, and I've lost interest. <laughs>
1: Uh, Cause I, you know, um, like I said, we episode one kind of slowed things down, and then episode two, you get the uh, them trying to get through the uh, Boston uh, to uh, drop off. You know, because the Firefly is like, "Hey, take this girl. We're not going to tell you why, but we need you to get her to another group in the capital, and and you know, we'll give you a truck for it." And, you know, and then, of course, they find uh, find out she's infected, immune. I already sold the damn battery. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, and, uh, test too. like anyone who was a fr- uh, f- fan of the show, uh, fringe. Like I haven't seen her since, since fringe. I was like, Oh shit. That's, that's why she looks familiar. But yeah, you know, she was, you know, she's only with us for what the first two episodes and then a couple flashbacks later on. But while she was there, she was cool as shit. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, I don't know, just the character developments and everything else, like... I don't know. I, I mean, the the only real character that, you know, you hate as much later in the season, the fucking <laughs> pedophile cultist, you know. I felt like I was uh,
1: playing uh, Far Cry 6, I think. I do like how they she finds their like book of music and it's like, Oh, that's their secret code on the radio is different decades of music means different things. And she's like, what does the eighties mean? And he's like, nothing. And then she's like, I don't know. Cause there was an eighties song. So he's like, what? He's like, ah, 80, 80s means trouble. And like that episode ends with like, after them getting outside the, the, the wall and stuff, like the fucking radio just cooks on and starts playing the eighties. You're like, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> don't know what that means yet, but something's getting fucky. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I don't know. It's just such a. You know, the fact they were able to pull off this cross country endeavor <laughs> in just one season,
1: like, still kind of blows my mind. Like, yeah, I know they said for, like, because there's only been two games, and I'm like, this is such a hit. They're going to. I don't know how they're going to do season two. They've said that season two is going to be broken up. Or, uh, the story of the second game is going to be broken up into multiple seasons. Uh, so, yeah. that or they got to hurry up and come out with another fucking game.
0: <laughs> and who knows? Like, we, we've we talked about it on, you know, previous podcast episodes, you know. We used to have a lot of cross-merchandising where, you know, you had this big blockbuster thing and then you would have a video game, you know, following it and
1: all kinds of toys and other, you know. I just hope they don't fuck it up because... I finally watched the last of the, uh, the three uh, new Halloween movies and it felt very much like we had a plan for one movie. It was successful. So they told us we had to make three and we only had plans for maybe one and a half. So the second two movies just sucked ass. So I'm like, so now they're like, well, we've got, we did the entire first game in one season. We have one more season, but or one more game, but now we're going to try to stretch that out into multiple seasons. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if they're going yeah, to and, and too far off the rails with the... I mean, that was kind
0: of my complaint with The Walking Dead, right? Like, you know, these graphic novels had been out for a while, and, like, dude, they made entire seasons over just a few pages of the graphic novel, and it's like, can we just speed this along? <laughs> like,
1: fast forward. Get to the good shit. Oh, but, yeah, the the wandering through uh, and piano frog and, in, in episode two. <laughs> they're like, like, we gotta, we need to go into this hotel so we can get like a bird's eye view and plot our course through the, uh, through the town. And it's like the bottom level of the hotels is flooded. Cause it's been 20 years now. So things are breaking down and you get this like, ominous, like, ding, 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 like, piano stuff, and then, no, it's really, there's a frog, like, hopping across an old piano in this <laughs> lobby. I'm like, alright, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, you never run across musical frogs in your travels? <laughs> oh, the ones I always see just goes,
0: bud. <laughs> I've seen those. Those were, those were the good old days
1: of uh, marketing.
0: We don't have those anymore.
1: <laughs> and then, like, in the, uh, whatever... Boston Museum where we get kind of our first you see like all the just like kind of zombies on pause where it's like, you know, they're there's nothing for them to chase, so they're just kinda of like laying in a big fungi pile. But they're that whole like they're interconnected, so if you step on a fucking mushroom somewhere, you wake up the entire horde. I'm like that whole like hive mentality is kind of uh an interesting danger. We're like, you know, zombie apocalypse, like one zombie sees you, you're you're good. But like, with this one, it's like, oh, one zombie sees you, they all see you, and you're pretty well fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing I kept kind of
1: forgetting. Like, and we also get our first like clicker, and it's like, oh, these things, it looks like the shit I've seen like from you know pictures and videos of the game. I'm like, the character design in this was like. Well like, and I just like I the, thought it was cool, and then like the people who like actually played the game's like, oh yeah, that's fucking straight out of the game.
0: Like that was the other thing, is they use so a lot more practical effect in this series than trying to rely on CGI. And I think that was the other thing that really sold me, you know, and, and made it feel real. Like you know, CGI's gotten to the point now to where it's almost like ah, like,
1: it's either really bad or it's almost too good. But even, like, even if CGI is really good, you still have actors that are having to act opposite a fucking tennis ball, where I think you get way better performances when they're in the space with a thing and yeah. can actually re- react to a thing instead of just, like, pretend this tennis ball or this dude in a blue suit is a six-foot monster and action. <laughs> just- so how does that work? Like, you know, you worked
0: around haunted houses and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're walking around backstage or something, you know, pre-show, and it's like, oh, you're supposed to be menacing and everything. Hi, Bob. How's it going today? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Uh, and it's like, yeah, especially like walking around with the lights on and shit, and you're just like, well, this all looks fucked up. And then the lights go off and you're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> That's why I, like, if I want to get scared, I have to go to haunted houses that I don't know people in. <laughs> Cause when I'm walking through like, you know, places I've worked, I'm just like, ah, oh, there's John. <laughs> He's a creepy boy. <laughs> but at this boy, like, I don't have like a, a scare reflex. It's all internal. Cause it's just like, I'm so numb to it from like years of walking, <laughs> working in haunted houses. So my jumps out, I'm like, ah, good one <laughs> it's like a, i don't scream and uh, it, it's like I, i've gone numb to to horror it's okay i'll take you to uh
0: what is it something manor
1: <laughs> i can't remember butt stuff manor what yeah pretty much <laughs> like i was at that one where you got to sign a release form and they're like can touch you and shit well, I mean, not only
0: that, but, you know, like, who knows what fucked up. And, you know, like, apparently they always change the stakes. Like, it's, it's a fucking whole <laughs> shit show from what I've seen, but who knows.
1: And I gotta say, from someone who thinks about, like, survival and prepping, there's definitely some stuff throughout this series that I'm just like... What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode, the first of the what the fuck are you doing moments occurs when when they find the Firefly base and they've all been wiped out because one of them got infected, apparently. But there is a ton of like guns and grenades and everything else. And, uh,
0: well, Joe, you know, you got to progress through the story to level up to get more back pack space, right?
1: <laughs> But they, did, they didn't even, like, try to, like... It's like, I've, I'm going to turn. Y'all take off because I can hear the horde coming. I'm just going to blow this place up after y'all leave. Cool. You got at least five minutes for those uh, fucking, you know, fungus guys get there. And there is, like, literally like, crate loads of, like, AKs and mags and grenades. Like, if you get just, like, a mad minute, like, grab as much shit as you can in that... Well, there's even, like... MREs and, like, food there. Weight is a thing. Weight is a thing. (laughs) But they take nothing. They just run the fuck out of there. I'm like, dude, like, grab an AK, a couple mags, fill your pockets with some... Hell, at least grab, like, a fucking case of MREs on your way out the door or something. But no, they just, like, leave everything to be exploded. It's like, the fuck?
0: It's a high-tent situation. (laughs) You don't know how you're going to react unless you're in that high-tent situation.
1: I do I'm gonna grab shit As I run out the door
0: (laughs) Oh fuck They're faster than I expected I should've used that Five minutes
1: (laughs) They're on me They're faster than I expected But I've got a bucket Of grenades now Just tossing them Over my shoulder As I run (laughs) Lighten the load Motherfucker
0: (laughs) I could just see that You just fucking
1: Every six feet There's a nade going off Yeah (laughs) Just like Not even looking Just pulling the pin And throwing it behind me (laughs) And then you get later on where they like uh, get to his uh, where he'd stash some shit in like an abandoned gas station, and he's like, you know, got drugs and other stuff, and he's like, you know, get ends up like fucking putting his uh his AR that he'd gotten off one of the the fucking uh, Fedra guys and stash. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they're like low on ammo, and it's really hard to find ammo for these things out there. I'm like, motherfucker, that is an AR-15, probably the most. Popular firearm in the world. Ammo for that's going to be a whole hell of a lot easier to find than that fucking 350. They were in Canada, Joe. (laughs) 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 They're supposed to be well, (laughs) the fucking northeast. They're they're pretty well.
0: I mean that that see that's that's where set location matters.
1: So they've already stated that like Fedra has a bullet factory and you know in Atlanta and shit. So it's like it's not like cool. We're 20 years into the apocalypse. We've used up all the ammo. No, like I said, it, you're going to find in the apocalypse 7.62, 5.56, and 9mm are probably going to be the most plentiful things you can find. <laughs> He's like, nah, I can't find any more ammo for this uh this AR. It's, it's very rare. I'm like, bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> that fucking revolver you're carrying's ammo is probably a lot more rare than a 5.56. <laughs> and he does it again when we, I mean, we haven't talked about Bill and Frank yet, but Bill and Frank has a whole fucking bunker and he just takes like a hunting rifle and some, like, dude... Like at least change, grab a Glock. There's like three of them on the table. Like, No, I'm just going to walk around here with my 357 and my, my old .30-06. Joel's a FUD. That's, that's what I'm just, he's one of those like 1911 back-to-back World War champ. <laughs> I don't need none of your modern plastic guns. Joel's the ultimate FUD. It makes sense now.
0: I can't take this episode seriously anymore. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I mean, I would at least took the fucking M1 Grand. If you want to go old school, go, like, real old school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, the the weight argument's off the table at that point, because it has a truck at the end of the episode. You can carry all kind of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, so when they
0: acquire the vehicle, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, should probably should have, have cleared that, that out <laughs> <laughs>
1: Instead of just like, now we're going to grab a change of clothes and... Some nudie mags and uh, a couple backpacks and or a couple of uh, uh, fucking uh, sleeping bags and and we're good. We don't need like the entire fucking arsenal that's in the basement. Well, that's here. the art of being
0: an, a minimalist.
1: <laughs> you run out of shit and you die. That's the art of it. Oh,
0: they're going out west. There's nothing out west.
1: <laughs> but let's you know, speaking of things that deviate from the game, because uh, in the game I don't even think you even meet Frank. He's like pretty much already gone by that point in the game from what I read. But you get this whole like pocket episode of showing how the last twenty years have played out for a different survivor. And you got uh Bill played by uh Nick Offerman is basically gay Burt Gummer. He has like he's the guy that was like prepping for the apocalypse all this time and then it finally happens and he's like, Fuck y'all, this is like they, they, they come to clear out I've the town. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, they come to clear out the town, and he's hiding in his secret bunker. Uh, and, of course, they end up killing all the people that they evacuated from the town. Uh, and he's just like, Take my, I'm going to go steal my neighbor's boat, use it as a trailer, I'm going to Home Depot, stock up on all the shit I need, Hell will go to the local power plant and turn the power and gas back on, and fucking... I mean, dude's got, like, a diesel generator, like, builds, like, this whole booby-trapped fucking wall around his... his city. And I was like, this dude's like, all right, I've been waiting for this shit. (laughs) And then, you know, he finds uh, Frank in a pit trap, and he's like, the one thing I didn't count on was love. (laughs) But, like, that's who I, like, we want to be in the apocalypse, like, the the, but probably we're all gonna die. (laughs) But that, the guy's like, and I, I love they had that Argument later on where you know it's it it, it keeps jumping ahead a couple of years couple of years and at this point they're bickering like an old married couple and, and uh you know he's like no we're like we're surviving but we're not living like we I want to want some gas for the lawnmower I want to cut the grass I want to make this town livable and I want to make friends we need to get on the radio find other people and make it's not, not just gonna and he, he's like no, no that we can't do that like they, you know fucking cutting the yards and all this making shit pretty is not he's like you can't just spend your life you know th- going. Ooh, the government's full of Nazis. He's like, But the government is full of Nazis. He's like, yeah, now, but not when you started this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were paranoid then. Now alright, you're you're correct, but, <laughs> but yeah, I just love that where he's like She's like, You just think the government's full of Nazis he's like the government is full of Nazis he's like Alright, well now they are, but <laughs> not when you started this shit.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's that's always the thing, like you know, people just Oh, you know, crazy, delusional, you know, conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah, there was some truth behind
1: all of that. Mm. <laughs> there, one other... Yeah, because I talked about Joel's, like, weird shit. There was one thing that that I thought was bullshit, but then I, I was listening to another podcaster who's, like, ex-military shit, and he actually said something that made a lot of sense, because uh, I was like... Bill is this huge prepper, got all these guns and all this cool guy shit. And then when his complex gets attacked, he's standing in the middle of the street with no cover, trying to shoot at these guys and ends up getting hit. Like you've done all this prepping and your tactics just went out the fucking window. And this other guy, I was like, you got to think the apocalypse happened in 2003, like civilians doing tactical training and all of like the YouTube gun gurus that we all study and know now didn't happen until much later on so you two you know gun guys were never a thing so it's like it's highly possible that you know the 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 mass uh training of civilians and and firearms tactics and shit never happened and i'm well, like that ah,
0: too but you're never gonna sense. have a a mass training like even an apocalyptic situation right like you know, fucking China's invading, and it's you know every able body, you know, uh, man, you know, must Wolverine. pick up an arm. They're not gonna have time to tackle. <laughs> They're gonna be like, we need bodies and we need bullets downrange. So, point this way and make sure that the guy in your sights isn't a friendly.
1: But yeah, this is the whole like, dude, like cover and concealment just went right out the window. You're standing there in the middle of the street getting shot at. But it, it, it uh... In today's age, people that tend to be pro-gun also want to learn how to fight with said guns and not just... These people like this, and I heard somebody refer to them, and he's like, these are loot crates. Because in the apocalypse, these are the guys that are stocking up on all, all the shit, but never learn how to like use it. So when I come along, I'm getting a bunch of free shit when I kill this guy. <laughs> they They drop loot when you kill them. I just leveled up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like, you know... Yeah, you know, I, I might not have all the prepping gear I I, I want to have, but I do have the, a certain set of skills. So it's like, yeah, you know, you know Other people are just holding shit for me because yeah. You know.
0: That's the <laughs> other thing too. Like you know, I mean, you brought up the expense of just getting you know supplies and everything else, but what good are supplies? Like you know, I see people oftentimes like, oh, I got this badass med kit. I don't know how to use anything yeah, I mean, but
1: apply a band aid. Take any of the, any of the you know do you. Know- Cool, you you've, know? you've got a box of tourniquets. Have you ever, like, learned to put one on? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, I can uh, see... I've got a CPR
0: mask, you know, to protect me from
1: germs. <laughs> but I don't actually know how to do CPR. But even talking of the middle, I kind of see if you've... I highly recommend you get some kind of medical training, even if it's, like, a, just a... Whatever one, the Stop the Bleed classes, to go with your badass med kit. But at the same time, it's like, you know, may not have the knowledge to use the stuff, but someone else might that doesn't have the tools. Like, you know, you show up on an accident, and it's like...
0: Well, that's why, like, I've always I've got this med
1: kit, and then there's, like, another guy in the fucking traffic jam that's like, well, I'm a doctor, but I don't have my med kit. I'm like, here you go, bro. Do your work. (laughs) But
0: at the same time, like, in a apocalyptic situation, like, that doctor may be like, oh, I don't have a med kit, like... Like, that's the thing Like that that I really liked is, you know, every time you encountered another individual, like, that's truly, all right, make your assessment, friend or foe. <laughs> like, you know, every encounter is is a risk. Like, that's, that's one thing, like, you know, where preppers, like, I, I get it. You don't want to advertise that, hey, I have all of this cool shit, blah, 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 but at the same time, like, unless you've invested the training into all of your cool shit, like, Maybe you need a buddy on board that could be like, look, I'll furnish the supplies. You furnish the set of skills to make sure that we continue to keep said supplies. Yeah,
1: that's you know, a lot of people kind of uh, that... and
0: I'm not saying like that's a community of 30 people because then, you know, I feel like that would be, you know, just a group of 4 or 5 maybe.
1: Uh yeah, it's it's going to be real hard to survive on your own cuz I can't be an expert at everything. And when you are collecting gear and supplies for a, uh, you know, apocalypse or bug out situation, you need to also be collecting people, you know? Cause like, yeah, you, you need someone who's got mechanical skills, someone who's got uh, medical, medical skills. skills, you know, hell someone who's got farming skills. I mean, there's your chances of surviving. If you have a community or a team around you is uh, going to be, much higher if you know than the lone uh <laughs> lone survivor like yes
0: you could live off of mres you probably don't want to live off of mres alone like
1: <laughs> yeah they're eventually going to run out you got to be able to like you know grow your own food or hunt and you know prepare yeah you know, animals and whatnot but you know fucking bill there man he's like fucking steaks every night and i'm like dude he's like i got a whole liquor store of wine get me fancy wine and have steaks every night. I'm like, bro, living pretty good. I, and I love his little, like fucking grinder, uh, flamethrower booby traps that he set up around, around the perimeter. Uh, or even before that, he's just like sitting in his bunker watching, uh, infected walk into his like shotgun booby traps. (laughs) And it's like, I was like, dude, yeah. Yeah. Unlimited budget or in this case, you know, society's collapse and you can just take your truck to the home depot and stock up on whatever you want. I'm like, is pretty sweet. <laughs> and, uh, what Frank, uh, played by Murray Bartlett. Uh, but yeah, that whole, that, that whole, ep- and then I like when Joel and Ellie finally make it there. Cause yeah, spoiler alert. They eventually, uh, they never f- kind of say, but I'm assuming it's cancer or something that Frank gets. And he's like, I'm done. Like I want to just have a nice dinner. We get married, put on fancy suits, and we're gonna take enough, uh, or I'm gonna take enough uh, drugs to you know kill a fucking horse. But of course, Bill like doesn't want him to go alone, so he's like.
0: So you have the whole Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. You know, so, even in the apocalypse, romance still prevails. Yeah, they,
1: they both drink the uh, the suicide wine and go upstairs, but then when like you know, jump to however. Long between that happening and uh, them showing up, which I'm assuming it's probably at least a week or so, because you know, everything's kind of covered in dust and shit. And he leaves that note for Joel. And it's like, this note is for uh, whomever finds us, probably Joel, because everyone else would have died in my booby traps. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and she's like, he literally wrote, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so I was like, that's well, It's not, that's not like you're cool. texting. You know, you don't
0: have emojis at that point.
1: I do think I would probably picked a better apocalypse ve- uh, vehicle than an old uh, Chevy S10. But if the world ended in 2003, you're, you're stuck dealing with uh, 2003 and earlier vehicles. I don't
0: know, dude. Some of the, you know, 80s model, you know, Chevys and stuff. Like I so, mean, yeah. I'd like those, that, those are things that are built like
1: tanks. A nice Silverado 4x4, I'm good to go. But that little uh, <laughs> that little blue and white uh, S10, I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be uh very apocalypse-proof. But yeah. Fucking having the battery like all taken apart and like, dude, like, did his uh, did his due diligence.
0: I don't know, I think I would have been trying to figure out how to you know hijack one of the uh Fedra Humvees or something.
1: Yeah, those fucking uh Fedra APCs probably shit on gas mileage, but uh, them things were tough looking. <laughs> oh, and then you get to them getting ambushed in Kansas City and running into a town where the the town folk had rose up and threw out the the Fedra boys but then they are like we need revenge on anyone who uh <laughs> who uh participated in uh in Fedra control and their kind of town leader there's a little bit of a little bit of a psycho. Maria played by Rutina Wesley.
0: Kinda of feel like a lot of bit of a
1: psycho. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like Henry's not your priority, it's my priority, and you do what I say.
1: Like I and I'm the big fucking brute with a rifle. Like <laughs> yeah, just this little uh kind of unassuming woman just walking in there and murkin' dudes. <laughs> uh but when they you know, Henry, who's uh apparently uh, protecting his uh little brother uh and uh end up giving up her brother, uh, to Fedra before, you know, her uprising. She's hunting his ass and of course him and Joel run into each other and decide to to team up. But when they get to the kind of the outskirts of town and run into that like sniper guy and Joel like, you know, flanks him takes him out, but of course the militia shows up and then the fucking bloaters coming up out of the ground, and you're like, Oh yeah, we're back to a zombie apocalypse like we've got like a few episodes there of just people versus people and then it's like Oh yeah, I forgot we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's that's let's, let's throw the monsters back out.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fucking bloaters, dude, just fucking brutes.
1: <laughs> and of course the kid gets bit and fucking Ellie's like, They save my blood, like well there let me pour some put some blood on your wound and maybe that'll save you and but of course it does not. And he turns and Henry has to kill his brother and then kills himself. It's like yeah, it's like there's no happy endings in the apocalypse. So it's like Yeah, in the in Joel's whole purpose, because it you know, at first he's like, Ellie's just cargo, but as they go, he starts kinda learning to be a human again and starts uh I kinda forward. feel
0: like Pedro Pical gets that a lot. <laughs> like it's always an escort mission and then, yeah. you know she's the new Grogu. I'm a father again <laughs> yeah it's like
1: it's like you know this is just basically the Mandalorian without armor she's Grogu <laughs> uh, what about the the book of dad jokes
0: I was gonna bring that up
1: because I, mean, I, I learned several that... new dad jokes that I have annoyed Amanda with but <laughs> I'm like if nothing else watch this show for the dad jokes <laughs> like and I can remember us having books like that you know <laughs> Her finding the gay porno mag in Bill's truck. And just Holy completely shit.
0: trying to be a vi- oblivious, like... Is this real? <laughs> He's like, throw that out. <laughs> Why are the pages stuck together? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. Totally knows more than she's letting on just to make him uncomfortable. That's awesome.
1: Uh, but yeah, they've, anyway, they, they were looking for Bill's brother who was a firefly and went out west and he lost contact with him i like when they they come across the like the indian couple and like the one is like he's, he's like you cooked him dinner yeah like she's like does not give like any fucks about like he's all like fuck these people like we need and she's like yeah they're... i mean they haven't hurt me yeah they, so, you know made us some dinner
0: it's... got a kid
1: with them you know like yeah it's like they just like did not give a fuck about the apocalypse like yeah this is just tuesday for us (laughs) but yeah they find this uh a different kind of settlement uh less psychos in uh jackson uh wyoming and it turns out her brother is yeah jackson
0: hole i've been there
1: (laughs) brother has uh found him a wife and joined this whole community and I, i like that he's like he's like yeah everybody everybody has a job we all share everything and joel's like Sounds like fucking communism. He said, no, no, it's not like that. And his wife's like, "It, we're we com- live in a commune. We are literally communists. He's like, yeah, yeah, but not not the bad kind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole, like, sounds like some commie shit to me. No, no. He's like, no, no, this is a commune. We are literally communists.
0: <laughs> but in its true form, I mean, that's that's what it is, you know, before it, you know. There's no oligarchs, you know, actually running everything. Trying to disguise it as, as con- like, you're going to do all of this shit, and I'm going to reap the reward, you know. Um, yeah, it's all great until, you know, somebody decides that they want a little bit more. <laughs> and then you got an animal farm situation.
1: <laughs> Poor piggy. Uh, and... And Joel tries to pawn her off on her his brother because he's starting to get a little PTSD action. Uh, by the oh, well, I kind of feel like his uh, his heart's uh
0: trying to old ticker's trying to get give out on him. But it's
1: almost like not like an actual like medical heart attack, but it's almost like a panic attack. Like yeah. he's like he's like having like you know
0: he's like shit. I should have heard people coming. Shit, I missed you know this. Like I'm getting slow. Like but at the end of the day, like you made it across country
1: in the middle of a fucking apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, but he decides, like, nah. I, I started this mission. I'm gonna have to. Can't let baby girl go by herself. Oh, baby girl. And then they find the uh, the original camp they're heading for has been an abandoned and possibly moved to Utah. And then they run into a less friendly town of survivors. And like, and of course, you know, they kill the guy that. Ambushes him, but he gets stabbed in the in the process. But when we get introduced to, uh, I think it's David and his group. The stark difference between the communists of uh, of uh, Jackson Hole and David's like weird religious cult uh, that uh, are unbeknownst. Uh, I to mean, them, that, that's
0: straight up. Hey, let's drink the Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, he's like straight up, you know, Midwestern David Koresh or <laughs> And like, and the fact that he's like. Yeah, you know, girls like my daddy's dead. When can we bury him? And they all kind of look at each other. Uh, it'll have to be the spring. The ground's too frozen. We'll we'll keep him on ice till then. It's like, nah, you your daddy was your chili you just had for dinner, because they're <laughs> they're pulling a terminal from uh, the Walking Dead and you know uh, eating eating people along the way. Yeah, I don't know. That's
0: that's a tough call though. Like. I mean, are they doing that cuz they're all shitty hunters? I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, when he said like how much venison we got left, and he's like, "Ah, oh, about, you know, a couple days worth." I'm like, "Is it actual venison or do you got like three dudes in the freezer?" <laughs>
0: literally it was, you know, three dudes in a freezer. Yes,
1: yeah, so I don't know if they're supplementing uh, with people or if that that's all they got at this point. They're 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 on the full on uh soul and green diet. But yeah, no,
0: I was like, no, this dude's going to end up being, you know, a religious, you know, just manipulative, manipulative asshole.
1: Yeah, because he's coming off as like, oh, I'm, you know, town chose me, I'm the preacher. And then, you know, and trades a deer for uh, some penicillin because Joel's, Ellie patched him up, but he's got an infection to let's go hunt this motherfucker down because he killed one of our own and eventually captures Ellie and it's like, Oh no, like I'm feeding my people people, but I'm also kind of a rapist cult leader. You know, just like that change of, uh, of, uh, no, I'm just the, just the, the friendly neighborhood preacher, you know, for the good of all of my, in my flock to like, no, I'm, I'm the fucking, I'm their God, you know, <laughs> the dude took a like quick dark turn and you're happy to see him get, you know, Fucking meat cleavered to death. Yes, absolutely. Like, and fucking Ellie on a rage, you know, which I mean, it's understandable. She, she went full Hulk smash. And we get that before this, that kind of flashback episode of, uh, Ellie's origin where you see her, how she got infected, hanging out with her girlfriend in the, an abandoned mall and it's like, cause like earlier she sees like a, a fucking broken down mortal Kombat two, And she's like, you ever play this shit? And you're like, how the fuck you play that shit? That thing came out before you were born. And then it's like, you see like, you know, you know, she's like, Hey, I've been hiding out in this mall and, there's no infected in the mall. And like, we can turn everything on and like, and it's like such nostalgic. Cause it's like, looks like nineties era mall. And it's like, there's the fucking hot topic with all the, <laughs> the fucking Spencer's and the, uh, the, the, back the when Victoria malls had arcade. Secrets, like yeah, Back when malls had arcades and shit, and it's like, welcome to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so how do you
0: play? You just move the joystick and hit all the buttons. Like, fucking right. But damn, like, she knew the fatality.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, well, she'd been missing for a couple weeks, so, I mean, she's had a, at least, you know, a couple weeks of hanging out in the mall playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs>
0: It's gotta be a pain in the ass though to be like, ah, oh, used all my tokens. I gotta rip into this machine now and you know get more tokens.
1: <laughs> uh, but how much would that have sucked too? Because like they both get bit when there's like one. Turns out there's like one uh, infected that they didn't find, and they're like, well, we're just gonna sit here until we both turn, and then she doesn't. Like, oh, that's gotta be fucking. <laughs> it's like um, you know, she's gonna like pull a Bill and Frank, and then it's like. Fuck, she turned, but I still haven't turned yet. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: I don't know. That's That's got to be perplexing, perplexing as shit, too. But then we get to, you know, <laughs> the most unrealistic birthing scene, I think, in, in forever, <laughs> on, you know, how that came to be.
1: Yeah, so, final episode, you see Ellie's mom, played by the actress who actually played Ellie, you know, trying to meet up with the fireflies in a, in a house that they haven't got there yet. And she gets chased down and bitten, manages to kill the the thing, but she's bitten and just manages to have a baby on her own. Out in this out in this house, uh, as soon as Marlene, the fireflies show up. She's like, I Take mean, care of my kid and that, finish that, me off.
0: Like I had to let Rachel watch that when I'm like, so is this anything how real childbirth is? Like, you know, is this something we should instill as, you know, fear during labor? Because like, it was like, oh, I'm being attacked. Oh, there's a baby on the ground. <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> Where did you come from? Yeah, doesn't even really notice it while she's fighting off the, the infected. Is like, oh, fuck, there's a baby.
0: I guess I was really struggling.
1: <laughs> really, really strained there for a minute and pooped out this baby. Oh. <laughs> but then that's kind of where her immunity comes from. Cause apparently like I said, she was, her mother was bit while she was in the womb. So she kind of grew up with the fungus in her. So it wasn't the bite that you know, she was pretty much already had that stuff in her. And so they, the fungus thinks she's one of them. So that it doesn't affect her when she gets bitten because she kind of grew up with the, the natural immunity and, and, Her and Joel finally make it to uh, Utah and find the the hospital uh, with the fireflies. So, well, the the last of us
0: three, Ellie's going to end up in a breeding farm, you know? That way all of her babies come out with...
1: Yeah, all of humanity has to be born from, like, one source, and it's, like, yes. weird. We all end up weird hillbilly inbreds. <laughs> I mean, eventually,
0: after enough years and time goes by, there'll be some forks and stuff. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going to just start the evolutionary cycle all over again. Oh. We're all a bunch of damn Alabamians. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, yeah, we get that kind of... Because, like, you know, after she saves Joel and then Joel picks her back up after killing a uh, crazy cult man. It's very much. He's like trying to like, you know, all right, we're family now. Uh, he starts opening up to her and tells it, Cause like when they first meet, she's like, where'd you get that scar? He's like, somebody tried to shoot me and they missed. And she's like, well, did you shoot him? No, I missed. And then he finally got confessors like the guy who shot me and missed was me. Like, I tried to kill myself after my daughter died, and I just, I fucked it up. That's why I'm also deaf in this right ear, because, you know, fucking gunshot went off way too close to my head.
0: Yeah, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know, Joel trying to be that guy, but at the same time, like, all right, I'm gonna lie about you know the raiders attacking the fireflies and all of that. Like eventually, that's gonna come to light and that's
1: gonna go south. Yeah, because you get, uh, you know, he wakes up in the hospital because they knocked him out, and you know they tell her like, well, we're going to her blood uh, basically doesn't uh, the the uh, zombies can't think she's one of theirs. So we're going to have to kind of extract samples from her brain and use it to kind of make an inoculation that we can give everybody. So then now we're immune to the thing. And they're like, he's like, but that'll kill her. He's like, and she's like, well, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Like, you know, I promised her mom I'd take care of her, but this is too big. Like, we'll escort you out of town, but you know, you've done your job. Thanks very much. And then he just goes full john wick yeah and it's like dude does him just go dropping to the hospital, bodies just fucking stacking bodies is like oh yeah this is the action sequence uh i've been wanting like to i see. actually uh this episode took me a little longer because i was like
0: all right i'm gonna pause and right as the killing starts i uh put on adam calhoun's uh, dropping bodies <laughs> and just let him play along in silence <laughs> with the thing
1: sort of worked I haven't looked yet but there's, yeah, there's probably somebody has turned that sequence into a music video on YouTube it's probably one of those like when the doom music starts uh, videos <laughs>
0: <laughs> that are Mortal Kombat fight <laughs> yeah and he and each time you go to round two
1: <laughs> yeah cause he kills all, all the fireflies even Marlene and, and she's still sedated when he rescues her from the doctors and she wakes up later like where am I? Like he's like ah oh, they they decided it wouldn't work. They'd already tested it on a bunch of other uh, immune people, so they just you know did some tests and let you go. She's like, well where's all my clothes? I oh, will have to pick you up some other clothes. Uh, fucking raiders raided the hospital. I barely got you out of there alive. What about the other uh, fireflies? Ah oh, yeah I think they got out. I don't know. It was yeah it was it was kind of chaos. And then finally like you know when they're heading back to Wyoming she's like, promise me all those things you said about the fireflies was real. And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, like I wouldn't gonna let them kill you know, killing you was the was the uh how they were gonna save humanity and I'm just like fuck humanity, I'm saving saving my baby girl. Killing all of you rebel motherfuckers It's <laughs> my boy blue uh, So I mean you played the second game, right?
0: Not so much, like I'm 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 curious to see you know, like and and now I'm kind of hesitant about playing the second game. Like I, I played the original, I started the second, and then fucking work just got in the way, and I never got around
1: to completing it. Well, you know what happens to Joel in the second game, right?
0: I know nothing.
1: Well, that's why I'm kind of like wondering how they're gonna do season two. And like I said, they've said they've gonna do it in multiple seasons because in the second game it kind of. Starts with Joel dying. And then Ellie's the main character through all of the second game. Which? Seeking vengeance for somebody killing Joel.
0: <laughs> I mean, I could see that, though, because, I mean, you know, what, she's... Because
1: in the game, I think there's a time jump where she's, like, an adult at this point. Or yeah. Or more of an adult. And uh, so, yeah, it's like, Joel's not really part of the second game, so it's like, are you going to... Follow but a different storyline for season are, two you so know, we don't get rid of Pedro Pesco. Are,
0: are are you gonna keep him around, you know, a bit longer, especially if they're breaking it up and extending stuff out and you know, I mean
1: Cause he's you, such a huge fucking star at this point between this and the Mandalorian, they're just like do we really want to kill him off or do we want to kind of deviate <laughs> from the at, game? At this and point it'd our, be like, you know, start kill, our own storyline here. Killing off uh,
0: Norman Redis in the Walking Dead. like...
1: <laughs> Fucking Grogu gonna show up and, like, fuck somebody up. You kill my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> just... Suddenly he has, That's a, it? I mean, suddenly dude, has a Texas accent. Hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. <laughs> on. It's plausible. They were talking about going to the moon. We might very well get a Last of Us Star Wars crossover. <laughs> like, oh, Fucking yeah. Grogu shows up in his little egg, and, you know, ultimately he has, you know... The force, you know, and can use the force to parasite out, you know. He's in full people. Mando armor by now. He's like,
1: he's all suited up. He's like a little armored Yoda.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's at times like these I wish we knew how to do animation or something. Like we could
1: make that a series. That would go viral. Yeah. New at least that, you uh, and I would watch it. That whatever that show, how it should have ended. It's like how the last of us should have ended. Fucking Grogu shows up at the end and uh and uh saves them. <laughs>
0: But then again, you know, if if that happens, then you know Disney's gonna need to buy the rights from HBO and
1: yeah, you know. which you see Pedro Pascal in hot ones. I haven't watched that episode yet. Oh, uh, it, it's it's pretty good. He's it's it's funny. I mean, there's like he doesn't handle the heat as well as some some people I've seen on there, but he he makes it through. But there's like uh, at a certain point he's just like fuck you, man. <laughs> This, what the fuck is this? Oh, I don't
0: know, man. Like, I I haven't... Which I saw a thing where, like, you could buy, like, a set and get, like, you know... Yeah, every year they put out, like, that season's uh,
1: hot sauces as a box But, yeah,
0: like, there there comes a point to where, you know, it just hurts.
1: (laughs) Like... There's no... I don't mind heat if there's also flavor, but, yeah, some of that shit's just, like... Oh, this is just a fuck you sauce. (laughs) So, uh, as we kind of wrap up there, uh, what do you think of your cigar?
0: This is a hit. Absolute hit. Um, notes of cedar, oak, uh, coffee, a little bit of licorice, um, black pepper, a little bit of almost like a, um, I don't know. There's another spice there. Just maybe, maybe like a black pepper, you know. Um, this is a cigar that you would thoroughly enjoy if you have not had it. I'll pick up one of those next
1: next time I go out. I don't
0: know how rare, you know, they are. I think Our, I've
1: seen them at the shop, but I haven't been um, looking for them either.
0: But I'm, I'm pleasantly blown away because the guy that gave me this is, you know... Yeah, because I think he mentioned you, I think I looked at the shop. I think they did have it. I'm going to have to try that next time. I, he was, you know... I go up. I kind of thought he was a lighter cigar smoker from some of the stuff he was talking about, but then, you know, he gave me this, and I'm like, this is a damn good smoke.
1: Yeah, and this, uh... And it might
0: have been, too, that I've been doing 15, 18-hour days for
1: the last week, and... You've kind of lost your palate, because you've... Or well, your, uh, your endurance, because it's been a while. Not
0: not even my endurance, but anytime I get away to be able to sit down and actually enjoy a fucking cigar, like it's like I don't know. It could be like, oh, I, I got you one of these, you know, number 52 no-name cigars. <laughs> and I'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I love it because, you know...
1: I haven't had I'm, a cigar in a week. <laughs> finally
0: being able to sit down and relax and enjoy something.
1: Uh-huh. And I gotta say, this, uh, if you've not tried the 180 yet, definitely do it. its It stayed kind of medium strength, maybe a little bit on the... But it's got... Where we didn't like the kind of the bitter coffee of the other cigar. This one's much more kind of creamy coffee f- flavor, but with a little bit of kind of pepper and even maybe like a, like a cinnamony cream to it. So it's, it's strong, but it's got a, like I said, a, a nice kind of creamy uh, creaminess to it that. Uh, yeah. That do enjoy. I mean,
0: I think that's one thing I'm liking about with, this with is it's not all strength. It's just, a lot of flavor and you know a lot of complexity and and I'm digging it.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've not gone wrong on a on a punch cigar. Uh, yeah, I can see why they've been around since you know olden times. <laughs> All right, it? that's it. We're going to uh, the the gas station and we're
0: gonna buy you know some of the generic like punch 1826s or whatever
1: and. <laughs> I mean, I have bought some of those pre-packaged uh, uh, punches at the uh, grocery store when I'm... I can remember buying some of the Garcia Vega stuff, like, back when
0: I first started hanging out with you smoking before, you know... <laughs> I
1: remember Philly Titans.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, those are probably god-awful now. <laughs> now that we know what real cigars taste like. When we were, like, you know, dumb kids that didn't you, you... Uh, know any better. Member, like, I remember... <laughs> But now it's like cigars are so popular. You can get like actual name brand cigars at grocery stores and shit that are come in little single single wrapped humidified packages cuz I mean hell the our local And
0: and I think that's the big thing is making sure that whatever you get is in some sort of humidity pack. Like I wouldn't buy like now knowing what I know. Yeah. I wouldn't just buy, you know. Oh, this cigar is sitting on a tube on a shelf,
1: and you know, no, cause a, they've st- some so the, dried and cracked. Some of the companies have made like it comes in a little, em- you know, oh, envelope. Yeah, I've absolutely seen that because our local grocery store that I've you know didn't have time to make it at the shop. I mean, they've got Rocky Patel edges. They've got uh, like the regular. Punch Classico. It's like just a matter of figuring out where they've
0: moved the humidor, because it seems like every week it's in a different location. Well, since
1: they're in those little kind of individually wrapped packages, they're with the regular cigarettes and shit behind the counter. Oh, okay. You just kind of like tear it open and pull out your cigar, because it's like in a, its own little humidified uh, packaging. They're good They're good emergency cigars. You buy a couple of those, throw them in your car, and if you're ever out somewhere and you're like, man, I need a cigar and I can't get to a shop, there's at least... Part of your go bag, you have a few a couple emergency cigars that are, you know, you know self humidified. How did you find me? I smelled a cigar. (laughs) Damn it! But with that, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, If you're watching on the YouTube's, like, comment, and subscribe. For all you audio listeners, we'll be right back with some science.
0: Stride.
1: sounds like good advice but there's no This Labor Day weekend, fandom is calling. Let Michael, Mike, Darren, and Jen help you answer the call with the latest news, notes, tips, and tricks on the DragonCon Report. Available as an audio podcast, visit dragonconreport.com. And for the first time ever, watch us on video via Facebook Live and YouTube. We want to help you celebrate your fandom in all the best ways. So listen up, and we'll see you at the con. it's time for some science <clears throat>
0: are you sure you're ready for some science doesn't sound like you're ready you got you got some fungi uh oh, shit
1: <laughs> i ate two ate mushrooms on my pizza last night now i'm infected oh boy well uh first up prospects of li- uh, life around uranus
0: Hmm,
1: that sounds shitty be a <laughs> shitty life so a new study um going over some data from when uh, Voyager 2 swung past Uranus 37 years ago. Uh, Basically, there was a uh, weird radiation data that they couldn't really figure out what it was at the time. Now, they are saying that it's possible this kind of radiation was particles from uh, water vapor that they said was uh, possibly one of the uh, moons around Uranus has an internal ocean, therefore giving it the chance of finding life if we actually have, you know, liquid water on on this moon.
0: Yeah, I just saw another thing that I, I don't think it was from a credible source saying that there may be an alien mother short uh, ship spying on us.
1: I saw something uh, about that, but... I I did not dive into the article. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I felt like you know we did not have enough tin foil. Um, nor is that.
1: But we're living in a time my when, segment. So when when most of the uh, weird conspiracy theories uh, that we've we've talked about are actually not conspiracy like shits turned out to be real. So I would not be surprised. And, and the scary
0: thing about that is. The fact that now they want to open it up about the, what are they trying to distract us from? Really, <laughs> that's
1: the other thing. Anytime I see something weird on the news, I'm like, all right, what what is this to distract us from? What what's what's the real fucked up shit? Yeah, so uh, the work uh, published in Geophysical Research Letters uh, is a uh, you know like saying that this is a, a lead scientist on the Dr. Cohen admits that you know kind of the data we have is too too brief. And the equipment was too primitive at the time to fully confirm. But the th- leading theory is now that, yeah, this, this radiation came from, uh, uh, possible, you know, water leaking out from a, a undiscovered, uh, internal ocean. And also kind of why, uh, further probes of Uranus has kind of been bumped up to the top of NASA's to-do list. So mm, that sounds kinky. Maybe we'll find, uh, Uranus, uh, aliens. But aliens, if you will. Uh, and scientists have created 3D printed cheesecake cooked with lasers. So scientists at uh, our mathematical engineers at Columbia University and Pace University has used a special made 3D printer to create a number of different cheesecakes involving seven key ingredients, graham cracker, peanut butter, Nutella, banana puree, strawberry jam, cherry drizzle, and frosting. Uh, so this n- kind of new uh, 3D printer they've uh, developed is actually able to make uh, multi-layer, you know, cakes and also cook the cakes at the same time using super precise lasers. That's kind of interesting. Like... i said it's similar That's... to toasting a creme brulee with a raw flame but controlled on a millimeter scale. So this is kind of uh, interesting that, you know, we've... Like where do I where do I buy a laser range? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, all of us grew up on Star Trek and the the food, uh, uh, whatever whatever they called their food processor things that would just like you know Earl Grey tea hot and shit appears. I mean, we're we're more you know closer to closer to like being able to 3D print food. They say,
0: well, I mean, of, you know, they they have 3D printed you know like skin and I think some foods.
1: Like, Like, can you combine
0: a 3D printer and
1: a laser range, and 3D print print cooked steak? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's probably like the next gen. Right now, we're making desserts and shit. They say kind of one of the downside of this is it's, you know, still kind of creating really processed foods that are not good for you, but they said kind of as the technology progresses, you can kind of choose what ingredients you're printing, so you... Possible to eventually, I guess, print stuff that is a little bit healthier than uh, straight up cheesecake. <laughs> or you know, also they say it's less food waste because you can be able to print just the amount of food you need that you're going to eat. Um, so yeah, like, but that's kind you know, of in like... my in my life where I can only eat like a fist size. Like I I don't have to buy an entire cheesecake that you know is going to go bad by the time I eat it. Like just let me print my half a slice and I'm good to go. <laughs>
0: I'll be there for the other half. <laughs> as long as it's good cheesecake.
1: Like <laughs> cheesecake's one of the foods I'm a little bit picky on. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big cake guy, but I I prefer pie over cake, but cheesecake is the exception. I, I, I do like a good uh especially one of those that's like the the fucking Reese's cheesecake that's uh either got the turtle caramel or the, you know, the kind of the peanut butter Reese's cup mixed in it. Can we
0: just not talk about food right now? <laughs>
1: Well, what about Botox? What about it? Are you saying I'm ugly? <laughs> well, if you get uh, Botox injections, it can affect how you process emotions. Mmm. So those Karens that just don't look surprised because they're, uh, you know, they've got the Botox in the uh, the foreheads that uh, apparently also they're not surprised because they can't read, no longer read emotions. Basically, uh, they are researching what they call the facial feedback hypothesis. Um... Uh, basically you interpret other when you see people's kind of judging their emotions based on their facial expressions kind of uh without even thinking about it, you kind of try to recreate that facial expression yourself to kind of understand that emotion and they found that people that had botox injections that uh basically paralyzed their you know upper upper facial muscles uh, were basically when they kind of Showed them pictures of people expressing emotions that they could not ascertain those emotions as well as people that had not been, uh, you know, numbed up.
0: (laughs) That's kind of interesting. So much psychology. So if I'm ever going to
1: become a professional poker player, I need to get lots of Botox? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then again, you wouldn't be able to read other people. They wouldn't be able to read you. But then you wouldn't be able to read them. So it it, it might uh, 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 fuck you up. And so even like uh, having these people kind of write stuff using emotional words, the people that had been had kind of harder time expressing emotional language when their face was was uh, uh, dicked up. They said kind of on the other side of this, that the inability of frown also helped patients suffering from depression. So at the same time, it's like makes you harder to read other people's emotions. If you're having, I guess, negative emotions, it actually kind of was helpful to, uh, cause you, I guess you, if you, know, they're like they'll saying like smile, if you like fake a smile, eventually you'll get happy. Turn if, that frown upside down. If you can't frown, you, it's hard to say, stay sad. Apparently. I mean, just look at the Joker. why so serious (laughs) where'd you get those scars from Botox (laughs) and kind of back to the main topic uh, one of the weird things uh, about uh, The Last of Us they could just siphon siphon gas out of any car they found on the that had been abandoned for 20 years on the side of the road and that gas still was, was good to go apparently That's Hollywood bullshit. (laughs) Gas actually has a shelf life, and it's way shorter than you think.
0: Hmm. I mean, I know, like, you know, he did allude to, hey, you know, gas now isn't what it used to be, you know, where we used to be able to travel, like, 300 miles on a tank. Now we can travel maybe 100 miles. So, I mean, they did say it dilute, but would it be completely useless at that time frame?
1: Well, they what this article is saying is uh, basically the fuel that's in your tank uh, will actually last about four weeks. (laughs) If uh, fuel is stored uh, basically like in jerry cans uh, with, you know, airtight, it'll kind of extend that to maybe six months. And if you use some kind of fuel stabilizer agent, like uh, I think there's like, it's called like Stabil or something like that. Some of the people I've, I've seen prepping, you can extend that shelf life up to about three years. But being 20 years down the road, unless you're refining new gas, that shit's going to be, you know, basically spicy water at that point. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So then how does it work for the guys like, you know, like we get guys that are gone three months out of the year, or, you know, consecutively, so their car is literally sitting in a parking lot for three months and then they get in it and go. I don't know, like the... I mean, is that just a law of averages?
1: Like your. They're probably going to have engine trouble later on. Uh, and the people I know that that do store fuel for the apocalypse, they kind of rotate it out. So if they need gas instead of going to the gas station and getting new gas, they'll fill up off of their stored gas and then refill the empty containers and like kind of recycle it that way so the, the stored gas isn't you know, going through that three-year probably shelf life, they just yeah
0: no first in first out
1: type deal. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know storing food. You know, eat the eat the oldest shit first, and and then replace that as as you go. So yeah, it's and, you know it and you gotta think po- apocalypse is a thing where you can run an engine off of fucking French fry grease. I, I think in an apocalypse, people who have diesel vehicles are probably going to be it's going to be a whole lot easier to keep a diesel engine running Well, I I would also think, too, that... Hell, my lawnmower, like, don't use it for, like, eight months. It's, you know, and, like, whenever I you know, cut grass the first time of the year, I almost have to, like, dump whatever fuels in it out and put well, hell, the stuff I had in my gas can was also, like, eight months old, and it still cranked up the lawnmower, so I I don't know... Yeah, four weeks sounds a little iffy, but... Six months is probably yeah. You're you're kind of six to eight months is probably kind of your your max. If it's not like you know, because you got to think the stuff that's in your tank has there's air in there probably. You know, as if, if you don't have a full tank, where the shit that's in a can is is a little more. Well, I mean, you're supposed to have air. You know, I mean, more like a little more uh, closed off to the elements. I like guess that's uh, why they
0: say like when you fill your vehicle up, like when it clicks off, like. Don't keep pumping to, you know, absolutely, you know, there's supposed to be a certain, you know, air ratio. Air to and- fuel
1: ratio. But yeah, so if uh, you're 20 years into the apocalypse, you better figure out how to refine some shit because that stored gas uh, in your in your drums in your bunker uh, may have gone bad by then. <laughs> Unless you're running some french fry biodiesel. Or, uh, you yeah, know, what was it in uh, Mad Max? It was the, you know, fucking getting uh, methane from uh, pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they ran Barter Town. it was a uh, fucking pig shit fuel <laughs> so there you know there's there there's ways to 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 get around that but that's all i got for you this week we'll be right back with some news and now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news
0: and welcome to nerd news
1: yeah news
0: and in this rendition of news we're just going to jump into it with a uh, plethora of different trailers and uh first up we have the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem and this looks nothing like the turtles i grew up watching
1: <laughs> yeah that animation style it's kind of a little hard to watch it it reminds me of into of the spider verse though that kind of same
0: in same a way weird. but I, I i don't remember it being that distracting like and this I just it just feels weird. Like where are my nineties live action turtles?
1: Where is the hand drawn like Yeah, I don't know if the turtles didn't sound like teenagers when we were young or this now they sound like today's teenagers and that's Dude, why. Dude, they we're sound like... much younger than teenagers <laughs> though. Like Yeah, they sound like kids in this trailer. Like you know, we get Jackie Chan as Splinter, which is probably going to be kind of cool. But yeah, this movie is like going to be hit or miss for me. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't know. You know, like turtles are making TikToks from the look of it. It's it's yeah, it's like they're they're like today's teenagers. So it's like, oh, I don't like these kids. I mean, the soundtrack (laughs)
0: might might be okay, maybe. I mean, with a tribe called Quest, but. I don't know, like, as an old-school Turtle fan, I don't know that this is going to, <laughs> you know, gravitate me to the new school. Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't
1: mind, like, the the last live-action Turtles movie was, was other than them looking like weird, roided-out freaks, but this is like, eh, I don't know about it. <laughs> it may be good, it just, I don't know, the visuals of it just kind of... Kind of did not. Uh... Yeah, and I mean, we
0: didn't get to hear you know Jackie Chan voice in the trailer. I didn't see Rocksteady or Bebop in the trailer. They showed up for like a second. You, yeah, you see them so like on have... boom
1: boxes, but that's that's all you get.
0: Um, but yeah, I I, I guess you know this is going to take place. You know. Years after, you know, being sheltered, you know, um, from humans and everything else, um, April O'Neil will, you know, assist on, you know, helping them take on a crime syndicate, um, which, of course, like, I'm sure shenanigans are gonna assume, and that was the other thing, like, the hell happened to April O'Neil? This is not the April O'Neill I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... I want big titty to ginger. uh, I mean, I guess, (laughs) you know, that's the thing
0: is like, you know, we, we bring it up time and time again, you know, the cartoons we grow up with the eighties and, you know, the, the gags, the, you know, dialogue and everything else. Like, I I don't know. Can you recreate that today? And I'm, I'm not quite sure. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess we'll find out on, uh, August 4th of 2023 when this is set to, uh, hit, um, theaters. Stock up on your pizza. Yep. Um, all right.
1: Cowabunga. Do they even know what Cowabunga is? I don't know. Did they even say Cowabunga? I did not. Awesome it. Nova? bossa nova i don't know what the kids are saying they, they they'll probably say that shit's lit or something like that Uh think. lit was probably like five years ago yeah i, I don't know what the, the modern it'll probably name. just be
0: af or something you know
1: <laughs> i have to ask the, the yeah, go ask your kids uh what the, <laughs> what the modern slang is they're not
0: kids anymore
1: yeah but they're teenagers right so they should know what the teenagers are supposed to be saying these days i don't know
0: <laughs> they're like 17 they don't talk to me anymore <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for those days. Mine still talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So after the cocaine bear episode, we're like, oh, we're going to get ready for all of the bear spinoffs. Well, get ready. Here they come. We got Night of the Killer Bears. We got our uh, first.
1: From the trailer, though, it doesn't look like actual bears. It's more like psychotic furries. Yeah, I I mean, I'm kind of getting Five Nights at Freddy kind of vibe. Yeah, they've got, like, teddy bear heads. And it looks like to be a Japanese horror movie, which the Japanese make some fucked-up horror movies. Oh, well, this is supposed to be be Ted
0: meets Terrifier.
1: (laughs) Alrighty, I like that description.
0: So, you know... um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, dude, it just looks silly. And, you know, a silly slasher and, you know... The synopsis is saying, after not seeing each other for a long five years, five teenage friends, living in the city of uh, Bangkok, <laughs> Bangkok. <laughs> go on a vacation together, staying at a quiet resort, isolated from the city. Things take a dark turn when it's revealed each of them have hidden secrets, and unbeknownst to the group, there is someone observing them. When one of them ends up brutally murdered, paranoia and distrust surrounds the group, so it's like watching, you know, a real-life version of Werewolf, only with a teddy bear. Um so each remaining, you know, member, you know, is motivated to accuse each other of being the murderer, are considering the possibility that the real murderer is unseen. Um and that they are all in danger.
1: Da, da, da. Uh you know. But there's no cocaine. I really didn't see any cocaine. I mean
0: there there could be. <laughs> uh this will be a direct to video on demand slash DVD release on april 18th 2023 i'll probably watch it on video on demand <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm surprised like uh, we don't think it's going to be successful enough even for blu-ray we're going back to dvd <laughs> um moving right along uh netflix has dropped their trailer for Sweet 2 season 2 which I was kind of surprised. I didn't think this would be a series at all that would interest me, but you know, yeah. I honestly got into it, and I inadvertently, you know,
1: I never watched the first. I mean, the trailer looked
0: like some kids' movie,
1: but from the new trailer, no, so I
0: mean it's 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 violent. I'm it's like, it's oh, kind I of dark. Watch it's, this.
1: <laughs> you know, um, it's not. I guess I'll have to go back and watch the watch the first one because yeah, I totally based on that Yeah, I mean from the original trailer it looked like some kind of feel good kids movie.
0: And I think it was kind of, you know, supposed to be dubbed that way, but then you see, you know, how you know, oh, he's different and, you know, everybody's out to get him and, you know, basically uh, you know, his papa's there to, you know, try to protect him and, you know, keep him away and, you know, yeah, you know, shit gets pretty dark and pretty violent.
1: Speaking of stuff that looks like a kids movie until you watch it uh go check out we got a ghost on Netflix it's uh David Harbour playing a ghost and uh Anthony Mackie it's like him and his family buy this old house and turns out there's a ghost there and it you think it's going to be like a funny family comedy but then it kind of takes a dark turn where they're trying to like solve this dude's murder and shit and David Harbour does not speak through the whole movie but you start like caring about what happens to this fucking ghost. I'm like the amount of acting he does without saying a single word is like impressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know, from the clips of this next season like it it looks like they're, you know, straight up going horror with it, you know. It's <laughs> nice. You know. Um So yeah, I'll be curious to see uh what season 2 has in store. I don't remember the release date. i was trying to find it. Uh, April 27th is when uh, this will be released.
1: So if you haven't seen the first one, you've got time to go back and catch up.
0: Like you, Joe. <laughs> and then you're going to yes, be like, exactly. "Huh, I wrote this off, and it could have been cool." Ah. Uh,
1: Should put more violence in the trailer. You gotta, you gotta give me some violence or some horror to, to hook me these days. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh well speaking of hooked I mean uh John Wick 4 kicked off you went and saw that today I've yet to see Fucking it amazing. so um but um you know prior to this you know we learned the uh, passing of uh Lance Reddick um
1: which that's a dude who's been in a bunch I mean he was on Fringe because we talked about you know Tess being from that um, the John I mean he was as much as I didn't like that uh Resident Evil Netflix series he was probably the best part of that Resident Evil series. I mean, he's just kind of has a presence as an actor in anything he's in that's uh that's just great. So yeah, so you know, sad to see him him go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't know, I mean, it was just so pivotal, and, you know, in and, and the John Wick series, you know, as hey, Hello Mr. Wick. Yes, <laughs> like I mean, that's just such a great tag but like you said, you know, he's
1: done so much television and, you know other acting and everything that just... it's so I've, I'm so used to hearing him speak as the uh, concierge that, like, when I heard him on, like, giving interviews on on the show, I'm like Oh, that's what his voice sounds like. I've like, I've never, I've like, never heard him like, not speak as a character. Well, no, that, that was
0: the same thing as you know when we were talking about The Last of Us and it being filmed in you know Canada and everything. And then you know you hear all the actors and stuff like normal voice when they're not portraying a character. That's why I could never do acting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't possess that ability. So, um. Uh, you know, it just sucks that, you know, he didn't even, you know, get to see, I mean, I guess maybe he got to see the final product, but not really, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, reap the It was finished before and... it,
1: you know, came out uh, or before he, it was finished before he died because there was some, you know, delays because of COVID and, you know, the credits even like, you know, there's a dedication to him in the credits of the, of the movie. Did yeah. you stay for
0: the post credit scene?
1: Yes. Okay. This one actually has one. So if you've not seen it yet, stay f- because the other three movies do not have post-credits, I believe. So, yeah, this one has a post credits, so stick around. Well, uh, we're going to switch to something more
0: lighthearted. Um, you know, we we're talking about old uh, Mortal Kombat 2 and everything else. And, I mean, a, a game that was always near and dear, you know, was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Did and. You see those movies.
0: Um, I haven't seen like I remember the animated series. I haven't seen the more modern Yeah, there's two
1: live action movies, you know, but I've, like, I've I don't Like I remember the uproar, you know, they re-edited his face. Yes. He looked weird as shit the first time, but yeah, there's there's two of those movies. I haven't watched either one of them yet. <laughs> Maybe we should get
0: around to that at some point. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a fan of the uh Sonic the Hedgehog games, um Sonic Origins plus um just announced that they've re- Um, done a new definitive multi-game collection um that used to be Sonic Origins and now if you have that you can upgrade to Plus for like $10 as an expansion pack pretty much gives you every Sonic title ever made um this is available on PC, PS4 and 5, Xbox consoles Nintendo
1: Switch um but yeah, it, it goes on. It's weird playing Sonic on Nintendo though, because that was such like this Sega. You could only get it on Sega back in the day. That you know now that Sega doesn't really exist as a as its own console anymore. It's yeah.
0: Like... So this one's gonna. So the Sonic Origins Plus uh, digital edition retails for thirty nine ninety nine. It includes main games, twelve Game Gear games emulated and playable in the museum, classic. Amy as playable characters and Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, and Sonic CD, Knuckles, um, you know, and Sonic CD, all previous release, Sonic Origins DLC, like, yeah, just just a <laughs> shitload of, you know, I, I it's kind of weird to me, like, you know, I, I miss an old side-scroller, and Sonic, you know, really put that on the map, that high-paced, you know, fast-speed, you know, See if I got the reflexes now to play that high-speed shit. (laughs) It's like, huh, I can't even tell what's happening on my screen right now. We didn't have this many, you know, hertz as a refresh rate when (laughs) we were younger. Uh, Any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home?
1: I think that's all we got for you this week. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. We're on the YouTube's at Cigar Nerds Podcast. Uh get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. promo code Cigar Nerds. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Uh and you can even get uh T shirts on the uh ESO uh public uh page. And uh, I'm gonna end with a couple of uh Ellie Dad jokes. Um did you know three point one four percent of sailors are pirates? Pirates. Uh do you want to hear a joke about pizza? Never mind. It's too cheesy. (laughs) That's a wrap. (laughs) I love it. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network.